With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Taking the Mikel. We've christened this the EFL Cup Final Edition. If you're a Liverpool fan tuning into this, well, congratulations. If you're a Chelsea fan, commiserations. John Obi Mikel, we're doing this from afar. We are taking the technological world by storm. We're actually on Zoom because I'm here in Dubai. Where are you at the moment, John? I'm in Qatar, Doha for the Web Summit, um, uh, which has been held here in Qatar, Doha. So, uh, you know, I'll be here. I'm here now, so I'll be speaking tomorrow, um, you know, uh, talking about, you know, the pod and, and other stuff. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, my career stagnates. You're on the up and up, pal. You're going to be leaving me soon. You're, you're becoming <laughs> a darling of the media world. You're getting paid the big bucks to be in Qatar, for goodness sake. <laughs> Well, it's all for the pod, mate. It's all for the pod. Yeah, we just have to keep, uh, obviously, doing what we're doing. You know, doing an amazing job. Uh, um, so we just have to keep keep, keep on it. And yeah, it's going really well. It is. It certainly is. And again, just to echo what you're saying there, John, we should say a massive thank you to each and every one of you, whether you've watched us on YouTube, whether you've downloaded the pod. We love the support. Yeah. We love the fact that you're doing that and it means that we're doing something right. So we mean that sincerely. Exactly. Pod, I mean, the pod has been absolutely amazing. It's I, been I mean, awesome. people here, I mean, everybody I've met, um, they, they, they kind of forgot that I actually played football. <laughs> you know, I actually did something more than just the pod. <laughs> I love that <laughs> too. made me famous. Yeah, exactly. So everybody that I meet, they're like, oh my God, we fucking love the pod. <laughs> it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, what, a, what, what an amazing job you and Chris are doing. I mean, it's been absolutely amazing. And, and you know, I uh, and you meet people, you think, how in the hell are you guys listening? <laughs> like, everybody is like, wow, the part has been absolutely amazing. So yeah. uh, it means we're doing really uh, something really, really uh, good. And uh, long may continue. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here to that. Now, listen, we're not here to talk about web summits. We're not here to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> I've got to, we've got to do it. We've got to get back to Sunday's EFL Cup final. You were there, John. You were at Wembley. I think you were wearing Chelsea colours, were you not? Tell us more what you're up to. 
Well, yeah, I was there. Obviously, I was there for you know, I, I you know, I was I was I was invited by the club to you know to go out there and uh, and and cover the game uh, and and do a bit of you know media work, uh, TV for the club, which is something that I've you know been really looking forward to. I've been really wanted to do, and uh, the opportunity came uh, came up, and uh, I jumped on it straight away. I went out there and. Uh, I did the media work for the uh, for the uh, for the club for the TV Chelsea TV uh, together with Joe Cole, which was fun. Uh, obviously, we've had Joe on the pod yeah. and somebody that I really know well. My ex colleague played together, and uh, yeah, and we just covered the game. We we went very deep into how we thought that the team could play uh, and, and 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 during the start of the game and the halftime, what we need to improve, how we need to get better, and yeah, we covered. All angles. Uh, Joe, he's still talking to you after the pod. He enjoyed his appearance. Oh, he enjoyed it really, really well. I mean, he, uh, you know, he's jumping into bits to 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 know when when next season uh, is going to kick off. Uh, if he's going to have uh, <laughs> season two, uh, episode two with uh, with Joe. So hopefully, we can, you know, we can be able to do that. Um, whether in Dubai or in London. Uh, we'll make sure that happens. This is Mikel Obi, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand the chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. Right, we've got to get into the game. That's what Chelsea fans and other fans of Fury are tuning in for. They want to hear your thoughts on what we witnessed on Sunday. I've got my own thoughts yeah. on it, but then no one cares what I think. They're all here to listen to you. You've had a couple of days. Uh, we're recording this podcast uh, for, uh, for for purposes of, of being frank and transparent on Tuesday evening. So you've had about 48 hours, John, to let it sink in. And, and be honest with me, my man, is it a feeling of disappointment? Are you pissed off? How were you feeling 20, 48 hours on? I think straight after the game, of course, uh, you know, as all Chelsea fans, as all Chelsea lovers um, will say, you know, I was pretty pissed off. I was pretty angry. I was pretty sad the way the game went. Uh, you know, I think the, I think the, the team has done really well to get to this position, which is, which is exactly the position where we've always been. You know, Chelsea Football Club is always known uh, for winning games, to, 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 to being in this sort of finals competing to win trophies uh, such as this uh, such as the EFL uh, Cup uh, so we uh, I think regardless of the season that we're having but I, I think the team the, the, you know the the lads have done really well to, to, to get to this position and I just thought okay this is this is what is going to change the season this is going to be something that if we could be able to win it could, could, could breathe confidence into the team and, and, and get the team to go on a massive run of winning games uh, before the end of the season. And then we can see how high we finish. But unfortunately, we couldn't do that. We didn't do that. I thought the game was pretty was pretty balanced. Um, you know, we started, obviously, Liverpool started really well. Uh, they started really well in the first half, ended the first half really well as we're very strong. And then we came back in the second half uh, and then the game became a bit more kind of balanced. And, uh, you know, we started a, a little bit more to, 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 to get hold of the game, to create chances. But of, of course, Liverpool was, were always there. You could feel like, you know, they're the ones who have uh, a bit of edge to, 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 to go on and win the game. And of course, uh, Van Dijk's first goal was disallowed and then um, and then he managed to, to, to score the winner. Um, so... I thought we, we could have done more. Uh, I think we let them have way more too much of the of the ball, which is something that you know we didn't do. We we, we couldn't get hold of the game. Yeah. But uh, as 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 the game goes on, we started 
creating a, a little bit of chances uh, here and there, but not very clinical as well. Um, so, uh, but I, I think looking back at the game overall, I thought. Liverpool were a better side and I think they deserve to win the game Liverpool the better side that, that will hurt uh, listen there's been an awful lot said and written in the aftermath John you know again well documented comments from a certain Gary Neville he has labelled this <laughs> Chelsea side you know where I'm going with this billion pound <laughs> bottle jobs Mauricio came out in defence said it was a little bit harsh I mean is that harsh or, or when you look at the game you know a billion pounds has been splashed out on this squad, putting this squad together. I, for one, still think it's a bit imbalanced, truthfully, uh, John. But billion-pound bottle jobs, yay or nay to that? Well, it depends on how you how you look at it. I think some point, you know, you, you look at it in a different way and you, and you look at, of course, we spent a billion, more than a billion. Um, and when you look at it that way of, is he right, is he not right? But... Um, it depends on, 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 on how you look at the whole situation, the whole game, I thought. I mean, Mauricio came out and defend uh, his yeah. team to say, you know, uh, his team is also young. But yeah. then when you look at the Liverpool uh, team that finished uh, the game, you know, I think we played against um, their youth team for over, uh, I'll say, 15 minutes or something like that during the game. So uh, when I look back at it, I thought we should have capitalized on that. Um, despite the fact that Saleh, uh, Nunez and all these guys, Trent didn't start the game. That was, as well, the first advantage. But yeah. then during the game, when you see the big the, the big names coming out of the game, McAllister and the rest of them leaving the game, and then the, and then the kids coming on, I thought that that's where we could have got, got you know, gone to ourselves and say, okay, now we have to win this game because we're literally playing against the Liverpool U team that don't have that much experience. Yeah. Yes, coach can say the Chelsea team were also a young team, but they're more experienced young team. They cost 180 million or more than that. So they're more experienced young team. Uh, Fernandez, uh, Fernandez has won the, the, the World Cup. Caicedo is an established Premier League player who's played for, for, for Brighton. So there's so much, you, you know, you call Palmer as well. There's so much more you can say about him, Sterling. Uh, Sterling. There's so much you can say that the young team, but we have more experience in that team than the Liverpool team that finished the game. So I think that's where we should have capitalised on that to, to go on and do more and, and push on and be more aggressive. Uh, you know, to win the game. Um, of course, uh, Gary Devil has his say, had his say, uh, but I, I wouldn't call them bottle, bottle, whatever he called them. Bottle but judge. I'll just say, uh, I'm disappointed that we didn't do more when we played against the youth team of Liverpool because there were so much inexperienced players, yeah. uh, youth, uh, inexperienced players that came on for Liverpool. So, and in that big stage, that's where our young established experienced player should have capitalised on that and go on to win the game very easily. I thought it was interesting, John. I don't know if you saw these images at the full-time whistle. Mauricio Pochettino, the camera panned to the Chelsea boss. He looked absolutely broken. So he did, John. You know, the face told the, the, the story of, you know, a, a million yeah. words, for goodness sake. And again, I'm seeing a lot of Chelsea fans on social media. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, listeners and viewers of our podcast saying enough is enough. That, that Poch just simply isn't, dare I say this, Chelsea standard. And you know what I mean by that? You acutely know what I mean by that. It's a manager who comes in and wins trophies. You have been a fan of him. 
You've you've backed him. You've said he'd come on. Yeah. After the Everton defeat, you said, now, I like him, but he's got to start getting things right. They've lost their biggest game of the season to, in your words, yeah. Liverpool's youth team at the end. Where next for Poch, John? And be honest with me, does he survive the summer in your opinion? I've always defended Poach. I've always defended the, the team. I've always said from you know from the start of the season, it's a young team. It's a team that needs to 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 start to gel together and play together. They need to understand each other, you know. Uh, and I thought um, a few games back there, there's been a little bit of you know good performances here and there, but not you know not consistent enough to 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 be able to to challenge for trophies or to get to the top four. Uh, but like you said, I think this was our biggest game of the season. Definitely was our biggest game of the season. This would have crowned the season as a little bit of a success. But now that we have, now that we didn't win uh, 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 that trophy, uh, we'll see where we finish. But yeah, like you said, I've always defended uh, Mauricio. Will he get the time that he deserves? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope. I hope he does. But like you've said, or like we all know. I mean, Chelsea has always been a team, a club. We always win games. We always win trophies. There is no time of, okay, we've we've had time. We've given the team time. We've given him time. You know, he's you know he's tried to establish his philosophy the way he wants the team to play, the way he wants the team to 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 to, to, to for us to see the team on the pitch. Um, will he get as much time? Will he get more time? I hope so, but it depends on the owners. It depends on what they decide. It's but, interesting. Uh, of course, the club is a club that if you don't win games, you're out of the door. That has been the way the team has the club has operated, yeah. and that's why we were so lucky. We were so so successful. We won games by that. If a manager is not winning, he's out of the door. Another manager comes in, the team reacts, and then we go on and yeah. win one or two trophies a season. So, I I really don't know what's going to happen. I hope he gets as much time. But it depends on the new owners. I know definitely if it was Roman, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, it would have been a different story yeah. by now, for sure. He, yeah, he would have been gone already. Let's be yeah. honest about it. So to be clear, John, you are saying Chelsea fans out there who are grumbling, give him another summer, back him again, give him another season. I'll say definitely let's wait until the end of the season and see where we finish. Um, and then the owner decide, and then the owners decide. I mean, if they decide, okay, we, we gave you a whole season, and we didn't get into Europe, maybe in the Europa League or whatever, and then they will decide, and they will make a decision. But I think give him until the end of the season and see where we finish. And if if they feel that where we finish at the end of the season is not good enough, um, despite the whole uh, investment that they've made, then they can make a decision, or they will make a decision and say, let's give him. The summer. Yeah. Let's give him start of the next season and see how the team starts, how the team reacts to from from the disappointment of of this season. Yeah, I've defended Poch so many times, but as a Chelsea true and true, as a Chelsea fan, I want to see us back to winning ways. Simple. I want to see us winning games, winning trophies, and this was the massive game that we lost. Yeah, we should have won that trophy. It should have been uh, Chelsea that lifted that trophy because of. The starting lineup as well. No Salah, no Nunes, no Trent, no Alisson. Yeah. Like big name players for, missing for Liverpool. And everyone was saying, this is our game to lose. We should win this game. Everybody you spoke to before the game. And then come into the game and after 45 minutes, 15 minutes, and then the, the young players, the youth team of Liverpool start coming into the game with no experience. We should have capitalized on that. The, the young, established, experienced players 
from Chelsea should have gone on. Get that, get that game, you know, get hold of that game and make sure we win that game. And we couldn't do it. And that's where uh, I will see that. Uh, probably I will say that's where Gary Neville is coming from. And you can see yeah. the reaction from, from, from Klopp as well at the end of the game, how excited and how proud he was. Yeah. The Liverpool U team actually did win him that trophy. Yeah. I, I want to talk about one man. And I, I'm not in the game of pointing fingers per se. And I just want to be clear yeah. on this, Paul, that I'm not pointing fingers at this fella. But I find him curious. It's the curious case of Raheem Sterling, John. I'm, I'm looking at Raheem and he is, he's a shadow of the player that he was. Certainly a couple of seasons ago at City when he burst on the scene under Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool. Yeah. And someone pointed out to me the other day that you know Raheem's been playing football regularly since 17. And you go through history, there's been a lot of players who have petered out, if you will, when they hit early 30s because they've just played yeah. so much football. But... God almighty, John, Raheem Sterling is a shadow of the player that I think of him as. As someone oh, yeah. low centre of gravity, can drift past a player, willing to take a player on. He's just a million miles away from that at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think he's miles off it, to be honest. At this uh, at this point, I think it's not the player that we saw uh, that you know at Manchester City or player you know that we that we that we were accustomed to used to to to, to watch and enjoy the way he played. Uh, low sense of gravity, like you said, play a little bit of like hazard. You know, you yeah. can go past people very easily, very fast, very quick. Uh, technically good on the ball, um, but I actually think, I mean, to his def- not to his defense, I think he actually started the season really well. I probably say, and 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 he just went. I think what I'm saying is that I I, I think he started the season really well. He was playing the well. He was creating chances. He was he was taking people on. It became like the rhyme styling that we know from before. But then I think he did all that because he wanted to get into the England team. But then I think the first call up that came during the start of the season, his name wasn't there. He wasn't called up. No. I think that took a knock to his confidence. I'll probably say. And after that, he just went. His head just went. Probably he's just thought, okay, I've put on so much effort from preseason and all that, hoping that I'll get back into the England setup. And then the list came up. I wasn't there. I think that took a massive knock on his confidence. And since then, I haven't seen the rhyme style in the started the season. He's been a shadow of himself, like you say. But I think he still has a lot to offer. Uh, is it at Chelsea or is it somewhere else? That we have to decide come at the end of the season. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he's definitely, definitely uh, uh, miles off it. I think he knows that. How does he get back to that level? Only he can decide. I mean, he just has to keep working hard. And uh, I think he's a player also that coach really likes. I like him. I like Raheem. I think he started the season well. But right now, he's just not doing it. No, he's, he's just not, not doing it. No, he's just, not. Uh, a shadow of himself, definitely. Uh, you know, the other thing that I look at when I look at this Chelsea team, John, I'm looking at it now, the starting eleven and the boys on the bench. Who's giving a rocket to the other players so, you know doing this podcast no. with yourself and, and listening no to, to the JTs etc there, there's not one what I would call you know de, de facto leader I'm looking at these some great footballers you know I'm a huge fan of Casado. I think he will come good Enzo yeah. I'm being told from people who have worked with him you know where I'm going with this that he is top 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 drawer is Enzo Cole yeah. Palmer's proving himself Gusto I thought was wonderful I think there's a real talent there obviously you know yeah, my I thoughts like on yeah you like him too Levi Caldwell where the yeah. fuck is the leaders though 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's one of the things that you know uh, me and Joe was talking about as well while we were while we were watching the game uh, at the box. Um, you know, we we you know we looked at the game when we looked at it, and we we were like, where are the leaders? I don't see anyone speaking to any. I, I don't see any of them trying to speak to the other player to say, listen, this is what you have to do. You have to wake up, or you have to run, or you have to defend that, or you have to do this. I don't see anyone doing that. These are the games that where we come at the crucial stages of you know of the season or the final or whatever. This is where you see leaders. This is where you see the JT, the drug burst, you know, the Lampards, the Ashley Cole, the Peter Check, the SNs. They will grab you by the neck and tell you to wake the fuck up. This is not a game where you play around. The regional leaders, when you look at that team, the regional leaders, yes, Enzo's won the you know, he's won the World Cup. But, again, when you talk about this thing, is it a player that will scream at the likes of Ryan Salin or Caicedo or other players and they will listen? I don't no. think he is. No. We need leaders. Thiago Silva, I thought, was one of those. But he wasn't at the game. So I looked around. We, Me and Joe looked around. You know, we're like, there is no one. There is no one Zero. that will grab someone by the neck and say, wake the fuck up. It's a fucking final. The biggest game of our season. There is no other chance to win a trophy this season. This is it. This is our last chance of redeeming ourselves, so to say, by winning a trophy. You know what I mean? And there was no leader there. I saw Poch screaming on the touchline, but looking inside the pitch, there was no one that was screaming at each other when you're doing something wrong. And that's something we like. We need leaders in the team. As much as the team is young, we want young players, we need a couple of senior, experienced players that could lead the team when it's when when we come to games like this. You know, moving the, the kind of focus away from Chelsea for a moment, Jurgen Klopp, John, I know we've spoken about him and, you know, you talked about there's a manager that you would have loved to have played under a bit. You know, you yeah. talked about Ange Postacoglu, Pep, I know is a hero of yours. You love Pep like everyone else and what he's done at City. Yeah. But for Jurgen Klopp to foster this mentality, those young boys being thrown in, they know their jobs, they're willing to run through brick walls for them. Yeah. You know, you've got, to, you've got to commend Liverpool because, yeah, they oh. rode their luck at times, but as you've said, they were the better team over the 120 minutes. They were, they were. I mean, massive, massive uh, 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 praise, uh, you know, for Jorgen. I'm a massive fan of Jorgen. I've always said he, he was, he's probably one of the managers I would have loved to play under, the passion that he brings to the game. Those young boys came into the, those youth players. I wouldn't call them young. They were youth team players. They came into that game willing to run through the world, brick wall for, for, for you know, for Jürgen. And it would be sad for, him to, for us to lose him in the Premier League. I mean, it would be a massive uh, loss for the Premier League because I think it just brings the passion to the game. And what he has done again this season for Liverpool, and now, you know, they're still competing to win the, you know, the Premier League, the Europa League. Uh, I mean, he can go, you know, with a bang. I mean, uh, uh, what, a, what a absolutely fantastic, fantastic manager he is. Like you said, take nothing away from Liverpool. They were absolutely fantastic on Sunday. I loved watching them. I thought I thought Van Dijk was was fantastic. Yeah. He led he led the team. It was a brick wall that day. He led the team superbly. And also, I think this is probably the first time that I saw uh, what's his name uh, had. A, um, uh, uh, I think young young Bradley was really yeah, good as well. Connor Bradley, the, uh, you know, in between the lines and 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 just trying to get and get the ball and creating chances, uh, uh, causing problems for us. And that's something I spoke about, you know, in, in the first half, after the first half. I said, the young Bradley leaves the right back, 
drifts into the midfield behind Caicedo and Enzo and gets the ball. And of course, we know the rest. So I thought that was something we could have looked at and tried to correct. But yeah, take nothing away from Liverpool. Absolutely fantastic. And credit to Jurgen Klopp. Tell you what, John, if Poch does uh, get a stay of execution and is in that job in the summer, you've got to start phoning up your pals, my friend. Victor Boniface, Victor Ossimé. You've got to do your agency work. They need a helping hand <laughs> if Chelsea are going to come back next season. It's going to be fascinating to see. And, you know, again, I appreciate, I respect your opinion. You're backing Poch. Some Chelsea fans are, but as you know, John, when the heat gets turned up, ultimately, fan power will win the day. And, yeah, yes. Poch needs some results Otherwise, I've got a funny feeling, John. I mean, I've got no skin in the game here, but I'm very sceptical as to whether Poch will be manager of Chelsea next season. They've got to finish this season strongly, no doubt about it. They've got to. They've got to. They have to go on a run now. They have to go on a run of winning games. I I don't think there's an excuse uh, from now on. They have to go on a run of winning games. And if he doesn't, I think think he'll be out of the door come the end of the season. I know you've got various functions to be going to this evening. So, uh, boss man, thank you so much. Of course, a reminder, uh, Petr Cech, that is episode 12 of the OB1 podcast made possible by Betwinner. That is out on Monday, the 4th of March. Do make sure to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel as well as our podcast on your usual platforms. Uh, myself and the boss man will be back with you soon. For now, though, John, stay safe in Qatar. And yeah, by the time we next catch up, maybe just maybe Chelsea have had something to smile about. <laughs> Let's top, hope man. So. <laughs> top man. Cheers, Johnny Boy. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.